How's it going? Welcome to another episode of the Green Machine. Uh, this is our post squad reaction announcement. I don't think I've said that right, but anyway, I'm David, <laughs> your host, joined uh, by Martin here today. It's just come out over the last couple of hours. It's hot off the press. Stephen Kenny has announced his squad for the Norway and Malta friendlies. And as we discovered today, not officially sanctioned uh, windows. So there might that might explain a few exclusions from the squad. Uh, we will get to that in a moment. Martin, we're going to go through the squad first of all. Then we're going to get Stephen Kenny's reasoning for the squad, because he has just finished um, at this time recording his own press conference. And then we're going to give our views and talk about a few little bits and pieces. Let's strap ourselves in, folks. So, <laughs> goalkeepers. Um, Callagher, Bazuni, Travers. No real surprises there. Don't really see what else he could do, to be honest with you. Defence. We have Seamus Coleman, the captain, Matt Doherty. Uh, we have Nathan Collins, John Egan, Dara O'Shea. I was going to say John O'Shea for a second. Uh, Dara Lenihan's back in. Liam Scales, James McLean and Robbie Brady. Uh, going through the midfielders, we've got Josh Cullen, our linchpin. Jeff Hendrick, God. Uh, Jason Malumbi, Alan Brown, Nick's favourite man, Will Smallbone, Jamie McGrath. And then we move on to the forwards. We've got Michael Oberfemi, Callum Robinson, Scott Hogan's who's gone through a bit of a purple patch, actually, in the Championship. Uh, Ogbeni, Will Keane, Evan Ferguson, and we have your favourite, Martin, <laughs> Callum O'Dowda. That's the squad. We'll get to our thoughts on that in a moment, Martin, but um, I imagine he didn't talk too much about the goalkeepers, but defence-wise, um, the most glaring omission there, I suppose, even though he hasn't played any games for his on-loan club, is Shane Duffy. Any reasons there? What's going on there? Yeah, he was asked about Shane Duffy, and he said that he'd been actually left out for personal reasons. He speaks regularly to him. Um, he, he actually mentioned that Shane Duffy is in the prime of his career, and he 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 feels that he will excel once he gets back into regular football, which he's not getting at the moment. Um, which... You know, I know he's at Fulham and stuff, but he needs to really probably get that get out of that loan. To be honest, he's he's got to make sure he's in the reckoning for March and and June games, especially, and get back with Ireland. And I think there's a big danger for Shane Duffy of possibly not getting back. To be honest, because if you think about that defensive squad, um, you know, Collins is going to offer us. I was watching back there. The FAI did the before a press conference. They showed like some clips of our games and. Really, Nathan Collins come in now and he's offering that aerial threat from set pieces. Um, a lot more comfortable on the ball, I think, than Shane Duffy. Age is on his side as well. Playing in the Premier League week in, week out and doing very well. Um, so I just do worry that Shane Duffy's at a crossroads. You know, he is relatively decent age still. I'm not going to rule him out forever, but um, he needs to get that move now. And we thought it was mm. going to be at Fulham and it's not really worked out for him. But according to uh, Stephen Kenny, he's actually been out for personal reasons. Okay, that would explain it because, mm. I mean, you know, if it wasn't working, he would have gone back by now. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, with Duffy, I, you know, I don't know what's going on and hope uh, he's okay or, you know, loved ones are okay or what's happening. Genuinely, I have no idea. Um, But, yeah, when he's not mentally right, we, we've we've seen him play for him before when he's not being quite right, mm. especially when he's at Celtic and um, it's probably just as well he's not playing. 
Um, did he touch on Liam Scales is obviously back in. He's doing quite well for Aberdeen at the moment on loan from Celtic. Anything on him? He, he didn't in the open press conference. No, he didn't mention that. So oh, okay. uh, Liam Scales, but you know, we were kind of speculating ourselves though, weren't we? You know, he's playing for Aberdeen. It's not the highest level ever. Um, no Manning. Know, it's a, he's a player that I think we we do like. No, no Manning at all. And this is a thing I've seen as well mentioned on Twitter. People saying like he must have really fallen down the reckoning that he can't get in. Um, we don't know yet who is actually on the standby list uh, officially. Mm. Uh, that's not really been released yet. But, you know, you'd expect out of the defenders so far, I wouldn't expect anyone to be kind of pulling out of that. I mean, I know he's classed McLean and Brady as uh, defenders in this squad, the way the FAI have written it up in their lovely graphic. Not as quite as good as your graphics, Dave. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, you know, they've... Um, you know, it kind of picks itself now, doesn't it? I think the, the, the back defence and, and even McLean and Brady, when they're being talked about as defenders I don't expect them to kind of be playing in that position um, another one even Ender Stevens is missing isn't he but I know he's only just really come back so yeah could be one that you could think about okay let's move on to the midfielders I'm uh, I'm a bit disappointed with this one I, I um, wrote an article brilliant article Martin <laughs> um, well, well, I'll leave my opinion on it <laughs> till, till the end I don't want to jump the gun but anyway uh, so obviously he's gone with Cullen Hendrick he's persevered uh, Malumbi Brown Smallbone McGrath uh, any reason why maybe Kenny's not in there why there's you know Smolix isn't in there I know no didn't, didn't mention he, he's not mentioned any of them he didn't mention um, he, he didn't he said Joe Hodge is obviously doing very well he was asked about him um, he, he's very talented is what he said he says he thinks he's going to be um an important player to probably to come. They're going to obviously monitor him. They think he's going to be very important for the under-21s. Connor Coventry the same. They do hold that kind of position. The holding midfielder is is where I think he feels that we've got a bit of strength and depth. Um, but it's a bit of a strange one that he hasn't called that in. Um, any of those guys in. Um, McGrath? Yeah, I'm not enamoured really with the... Yeah, Jay McGrath, I think. Is that a reward for perhaps settling down? He scored last night as well. That could be a bit of one there. Jeff Hendrick, he was asked about him and he gave the usual, to be honest, that, you know, Jeff's never let us down. Very, very professional, looks after himself, self, plays every minute for Reading. Um, he's, you know, he's played different roles as well. I think he likes the fact that he offers something when he plays in the two in there, that he's a bit more creative. Um, but, you know, a lot of people now with this squad, I suppose the, the overbearing thing with the squad, People think this is an opportunity to kind of experiment, and it is to some extent, but that March window is going to come around very quick, and we have to be ready for France. That's why he said he wanted to play Norway, um, which I don't think he really got a choice in that, to be honest. But And it's going to obviously draw a bit of um, interest with Haaland declaring himself available for Norway. Whether he does play or not, we we obviously to be determined but it should obviously put a few numbers on the the crowd the gate anyway but um you know he really is preparing for this in mind and I think he wanted to kind of get the balance of the squad right between consistent of who he's got and not be too experimental so that's a shame though for the likes of Hodge and Coventry that they have not really got the opportunity to perhaps come in I mean I I expect maybe you might get a few withdrawals from the squad and and it could have you know they could be on standby very much um all right well, uh, we'll, you know, we've, we, he did come on and say he's missing. He, so he did say he was missing Horahan and Knight are an interesting one. They've not been released by Derby because hmm. they've got a game. 
um, and they don't have to be released. And they were saying, were they, Gavin Cooney, friend of the podcast, he asked them, were they, were they annoyed at that? Um, he kind of gave the stock answer that, you know, they love playing for Ireland. One's probably towards the end of his career in Conor Horahan. Uh, the other very young in his early days in his career, Jason Knight, and a very important player for us. But, um, you know, they're getting the balance right between, you know, they're obviously playing for their clubs, but it's mm. not a fully sanctioned window, as we said, and that's why um, they've not really been able to, to get released. Fair enough. And the forwards, um, obviously, Parrot's injured. He injured himself uh, scoring um, <laughs> or celebrating. There's no real massive surprises there, is there? Obviously, um, uh, Ida's still out injured. Um, I'm a actually. Is he injured? I know he's a defender, um, by the way. Um, oh, yeah, he must. I think he is. Yeah, he is out. Yeah, he's not, he's not okay. fully back yet. Because there was a couple but, um, the, the forwards, it's in what if this is the interesting part of the squad, basically. He he went into a lot of detail about this, mm. just to kind of talk about, um, the, the fact he's brought in an extra forward. Um, so that is mm. Evan Ferguson. Spoke about him. Expects Parrot name drop Parrot name drop Ida. That you know, going to come back stronger from their injuries. Mentioned Aaron Conley. The disappointment, basically, that he's not had enough of. Um, he's not got games in Italy. It's not worked out at the moment. Wasn't very scathing of him, but he just said that's that's the situation. He also though said Evan Ferguson. What they're doing with him? They are far, fast tracking him. Very early promotion. That's why they picked him as an extra forward. Will Keane is a doubt. He's due to have a scan. Um, I think the way he spoke about Will Keane is that Will Keane will be coming out of the squad. He's not 100% right. Um, he's a big doubt. But he did speak about Evan Ferguson and he just said, quite glowingly really, he said it's an opportunity to have a look at him. He expects him perhaps to go on loan in January. Um, and if he gets that move and starts scoring lots of goals there, then he definitely comes into the reckoning in March. And that's probably the bravest move of this, that he's fast-tracked him. He's an exceptional player, he said. Uh, he offers different attributes to many of the strikers. He is very young, but it's an opportunity for him. And um, yeah, he, he kind of kept coming back to Evan Ferguson, you know, just that he is a fantastic prospect. And and the fact that he could he scores different types of goals, he's a aerial threat as well. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it was all very positive for him. And, and the way he kind of spoke was, you, you, I would expect him to, perhaps if he has a good early settling into the camp here, I, I could expect him to actually make his debut in uh, in Malta, the okay. way he spoke. All right. Well, that's what Stephen Kenny said. Uh, let's get on to what we think and what Nick <laughs> from his uh, sickbed is um, is uh, saying. I know he was he was quite scaling of it. I, from what I've seen of the remarks, not a lot of people are happy with this squad, Martin. I'm not over the moon about it. I wrote a beautiful article <clears throat> Uh, it's on the Green Machine podcast if you want to read it basically saying that I felt that this November was Stephen Kenny's most important window now this is make or break because I feel that we saw in the last game against Armenia we were when we took out Cullen from that midfield we brought in Hendrick and subsequently brought in Herrahan we were exposed badly two terrible players shouldn't be anywhere near that midfield Yes, here we are. We persevere with Hendrick, who I thought, he says he's never let us down. That is complete nonsense. He had a little patch under Kenny, Hendrick did, uh, towards the end of the qualifying campaign and then he, the qualifying campaign for the World Cup. And then we saw the Nations League in our in Armenia and at home to Ukraine, he was terrible. 
he was just pedestrian. And when he came back in against Armenia, he was terrible. And the only good performances we've had was when he hasn't played. Figure that one out. Um, it worries me the fact that Harahan, he suggests that Harahan wouldn't, would have got in if it wasn't for the fact he wasn't released. That worries the shit out of me, personally. Uh, small bones in, okay. That's fair enough. He's playing regular football for Stoke on loan at the moment from Southampton. Although you never know, he might get recalled because they have a new coach now. Who knows? Highly talented. Alan Brown, yeah, I, I know uh, Nick can't stand him, but for me, he's definitely one I would have. At the, you know, he gets you, he gets you goals, doesn't he? He's like a bit of a Ray Hout. He gets you the important goals. Malumbi, yeah, fair enough. Jamie McGrath, really? This guy cannot seem to do anything wrong in an iron shirt. And still living off that performance in Faro, quite frankly. I'm disappointed. Nick said he wanted Sammy Smolik saying doesn't understand why he's not in instead of McGrath. Look, he knows what McGrath is about when he's playing and he doesn't get to play. As you said earlier, Martin, when we know what McGrath does, but he doesn't do it very often. I, I, I'm disappointed. I'm very disappointed, actually, with the squad. I was trying to process it um, when I was asked about it earlier on. Whatever about the game against Norway, right? Okay, they've got one of the best players in the world, probably the informed player in the world right now with Haaland. So you might want to test yourself against those, see where you really are, against a decent team, even though they're not in the World Cup. Then you have Malta. That's the, that's the time to experiment. That's the time when you give the likes of Hodge and, and, and you know, Ferguson, which, who will probably make his debut in Malta. That's when you give those lads a go. And someone like Con Connor Commentary, who's now starting to play uh, Europa Conference League games and he's starting to play the odd little League Cup game and all that kind of stuff where he's sort of on the precipice you give him a go against Malta and you give him an opportunity and a platform and a shop window to sell himself to either David Moyes or somebody that wants to put him on loan or take him on loan that's where you do it he needs options in midfield um, our midfield three I think is a very good midfield three Malumbi, Knight, Cullis sit behind. I think that works. Anytime they play together, they have never let us down. Just to paraphrase um, Stephen Kenny there. But he needs cover in that position. Mm. And he should be giving the likes of Kenny a go, even Joe Hodge. Um, Georgie Kelly as well. Don't he's know injured at the moment. Yeah, he's, he's injured. injured. Moment, oh, okay, George. yeah. No, sorry. That was mentioned last night. My, my apologies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, just referring to, to the article. I think he's I, I, too loyal to certain players. Martin, what do you think? He's, yeah, he's getting the balance. I was trying to think he's trying to get the balance right between kind of being loyal and, and knowing that they're going to show up and things like that, like Jeff and stuff, and the senior pros maybe bring them in. But I think Kenny's got very lucky, though, the fact that we've had his renaissance of Robbie Brady playing fantastically well when he's he's back in there um, on merit, without doubt. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and he's, I think he will be one of the, you know, he stays fit. He's in, For me, he's in the starting 11, Robbie Brady. But that's that wasn't expected from me and probably all of us. 12 to 18 months ago, we were thinking Robbie Brady with his injuries, he's going to be finished. I know, I, I call this straight off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I said he'd be straight in. Yeah, okay, you did, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, but but that, that he, he has got a stroke of luck with that. Um, I think he did, again, I, I didn't actually mention it, but he, he mentioned small bone that he's come back from a very serious injury, crucially, uh, played quite good for the under-21s. They were sort of words he used, quite good. Um, and he's doing well at Stoke. He's a good pass through the ball, scores goals, different types of goals, and he's in there on merit. It wasn't math fantastically glowing about him, but I think he obviously is undoubtedly deserves to be in that squad and uh, Cousin William, as I call him. Um, hopefully we'll see him make his debut. Um, but I think 
it was an opportunity. Like I, I, I can't get my head around the fact that Jamie McGrath's in there. Missed out mm. on previous squads. Um, and uh, there is a loyalty call of Kenny, of course, and he did meet with supporters clubs uh, for the great Q&A recently. And he did say he didn't think this was before the under-21s playoff as well. And he didn't think he said, he named a few that might come up from the under-21s, but he didn't expect these kind of wholesale changes and, you know, fast tracking of youth in the numbers that he had. I know he always mentions, what is it, eight out of, or whatever it is, or eight or 13 of them being fast tracked when he first came in. I know that's happened. I like the fact he's brought in Ferguson. I think that's very yeah. good. Small bone as well. Coventry, though, I think should have been in it because there's no harm in these games. Like you said, the Malta one especially, there's no harm someone who still qualifies for the under-21s to get that taste of senior football and then go back down. I think that he could have done that with the midfield. They would come on an awful lot from playing even against Malta in this in that game um, from being elevated from the under-21s and then perhaps still would they qualify for the under-21s going back for that campaign because it's a fantastic option to have. It's not too long ago that we had... I'm going to bring him up. Uh, people didn't probably expect this in the uh, the squad reaction show, but Declan Rice did play for the senior team and went and played for the under-21. So it does happen um, when he was eligible for Ireland and chose us. <laughs> it still hurts. But that can happen. And I, I'm disappointed in a way that he didn't give those two guys. And even Sammy Schmodix, I think, should have come in as well. I think I've, I've seen enough of... Um, I've seen enough Jamie McGrath... Uh, Horahan, I think, has actually made it a bit easy if it's the club and Knight. Like you said there, it's a bit worrying that he's given the excuse of personal reasons. Okay, we don't know the Duffy situation, but the other one, the FA Cup ones, or wherever it is, with Derby not releasing. Um, it probably has made it very simple then if he's given that as the reasons why those guys aren't in the squad. I, I don't actually think that's 100% genuine because I was wanting him to make wholesale changes and experiment. And if he's saying... Well, the reason I haven't picked those two is because Derby wouldn't release them. That kind of shows that his hands were tied that he made that decision, and no, that, he yeah. wouldn't have fast tracked people. Like well, I, I, that that that's what that's what worries me here, Martin. I, I yeah, and it's like yeah, I don't like it. It should be obviously Conor Harahan shouldn't be anywhere near the Ireland squad at all. He showed it in the last game. He can't play at this level, even against Armenia. The blind pass to Hendrik, who was actually slipped in between two Armenian players. I was just watching it there again, actually. Just so poor. That's the sort of stuff you want to get out of the squad. Mm. What, like, okay, let's say Jeff Hendrik is still like, let's say he's, we all love him, right? And, you know, we think he's a, he's a grand player or whatever. What are we going to learn from him being in that yeah. midfield? What are we going to learn from him? Yeah. Nothing. We know, we know what he gives, right? We know what he brings to the team. Now's the time to be bold. He should have gone. He needs cover in midfield, Martin. The game against Scotland, phenomenal game. Look, it was one of those. If we if we hadn't have lost the game to Armenia and we hadn't lost the game at home to Ukraine, you know, in the Nations League, and we lost that one to Scotland, we'd be going, do you know what? It was one of those games. Scotland are a top side, evidently yeah. so. Now they're in the top tier of the Nations League. You go, it's one of those. You know what I mean? It's one of those go either way. It's a great game. You sort of enjoy it. But because we lost at home, to, uh, we lost away to Armenia. We lost at home to Ukraine in poor fashion. It's like, oh, I don't know about that. Then you then you skip, then you fast forward to the, to the game a few days later against Armenia. And it was so bad because there was no energy in the team. Yeah. Kenny's style of football, you have to, the modern style of football, you have to win the ball quickly. You have to play to release the ball quickly. It's all about pass and move. Something that you, Liverpool did in the 70s mm -hmm. and 80s. 
But it's all about that. It's not about, oh, I'll put my foot in the ball now. Mm, who's there? No, you can't do that anymore. And that's what these guys bring. That, that's the thing. I think that, that's what we saw with Horan. I mean, I watched the like the highlights there. Again, it just showed the Armenia game. And when they got yeah. back to 2 2, they actually had a chance to win it before we went up the other end and got yeah. the penalty. So, very lucky. You know, we were very, very lucky. And I think the more I think about that and actually remember that, I'm thinking, you know, Horahan should have really, for that performance and coming in and doing what happened there, he doesn't offer anything for me. Nope. I think he's one who could definitely been out of it. And I'm surprised at Jamie McGraw as well being in there, to be honest. When there's other players who've been speculated about that could have come in for the experience. And, you know, we know what those players offer. I can understand Jeff Hendrick in a sense of he's a good pro. He, You know what you're going to get and you can put someone in who's very inexperienced with him and he can kind of talk and prove the game. Um, but we have got Josh Cullen as well in there. He's very experienced playing right. week in, week out. Josh Cullen's He's the, the one boy for me. That now. Jo- yeah, jo- yeah it's not, not Hendrick, it's Cullen. Cullen's nice in the ball. For me, my criticism is he doesn't release the ball quick enough. Maybe that's why he... he maybe he'll get better in the championship because he has to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I think the likes of Hendrick now and Harahan, they need to be uh, pushed out. Uh, but we'll, we'll wrap it up. I, I would like to see that, David, just on the goalkeepers because we haven't even spoke about them. I think, I, I think Travers has had an awful time with Bournemouth. Uh, yeah. Come back in now, conceded another few goals. Uh, Bazunu's not been in amazingly fantastic perform form for Southampton. They've struggled, obviously got rid of their manager. And then we've got Kelleher. Brilliant to see him back. Say three penalties again in the penalty shootout for Liverpool. You know I don't like giving any of that kind of praise out, Dave, but um, fair play to him. Um, I think, again, in these three games, there is a way, hopefully, of him giving caps to all of them three players in there. I think we should now. We can't be naive with... It's not giving away cheap caps. You can do... You know, you can intermingle there and, and and give them free lads experience and give them caps to reward them for, you know, get confidence to Travers up because any of them could easily pick up an injury and then the other one's going to be, Travers would be number two then. Um, and I think then that's what we need to be ready for. And, and I think it would be right to kind of give them experience and give them confidence working within this back mm. four or five, whatever way he's going to do it. Um, but yeah, look, I, yeah, I, I think the kind of general feedback on the squad is that, that that people are a bit thinking he was going to be a bit more experimental, a bit annoyed at that, and seeing the likes of Jeff Hendricks still in there. Um, and I then mean, obviously, probably uh, many of them will see Horahan and they'll just see the headline that Horahan's not in their squad. When you actually get the reasoning, it doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence. No, it, it doesn't. He has every right to swing the axe on a couple of players there, and then Harahan's one of them. Hendrick should be the other, and quite frankly, Harahan is only in there because of just because of Derby are being difficult over something, yeah. And that worries me. That really, really worries me. Look, sometimes the best decisions are made through you know, like players are discovered. Um, yeah, you know, you know, you look at McCarthy when when he played against uh Sweden when uh. I think it was Whelan was out injured, or I think it was Paul Green was out injured, and Casillas came on, didn't he? Yeah. As a, as a, it can happen. It can happen, and you can, you know, through that you can discover someone else. But I think he he's he should be a bit more hands on with this. He should be swinging the axe a lot more, Kenny, and and not using these excuses. These guys are passe and past their prime, and quite frankly, I think it's going to cost us. We'll finish it up with this. I think it's going to cost us. He needs cover in midfield. I think our starting eleven is okay, is good. But when you have a because the style of football he wants to play is full on, it's physical. There's going to be suspensions. We saw it against Scotland. It's a physical game. Of course, there's going to be yellow cards, especially in midfield. You need cover there because you need legs, and you you know 
injuries, all this, you need energy levels, legs, injuries, suspensions, all this sort of stuff. And he needs cover and he needs the style of play we play in midfield. There's nothing wrong with that. He just needs more players doing it. Not these guys that are very expensive pieces of luggage. Hmm. <sighs> right. We'll move on from one bit of bad news to another bit of bad news. Uh, Castor looks like they're going to take over the Ireland short uh, manufacturing deal, sponsorship deal. Jesus Christ. Um, seems the FAI haven't listened to anybody. If you look at any of the pages, we're all after Adidas. You know, we're thinking Adidas, get the old logo back for the, for a um for a range of um for a retro range Italian ninety shell suits Euro eighty eight Italian ninety jerseys um opal without opal all these right this huge list of poppy of uh, possibilities Martin and now we're going with Castor uh the we put it up in Lansdowne Road and the backlash against it I mean will, will I read out some I want to read out some of the comments. Um, yeah, get, get a few of them ready there. But I mean, yeah, look, this is speculation. It was in the Irish Examiner um, that, that that they they're the kind of forerunner of the, getting the deal. Um, I think it's Circle K perhaps as a sponsor. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, mean, I think what people are, I think the FAI just haven't really read the room here. And I think okay, the deal with Jack Sports went wrong, and everything went wrong with that. We're still wearing Umbro for the next two games. Our underage teams are still represented and wearing Umbro. Uh, we've probably got an excess of stock, ironically, uh, round Abbottstown to kick them out in. Um, I see the women are abroad at the moment um, on a trip tour, uh, preparing for the World Cup. They're still wearing the Umbro stuff. Um, it's a huge lucrative deal, this. Bearing in mind the women are going off to the World Cup. It's also come up to Christmas. If they had this right and were able to get it all out of the shops now, it'd be a it'd be a, a big seller. Um, and again, launching on the back of kids' interest on the back of a World Cup, even though we're not in it, you, you've got interest in it, and you, you know you buy your own, yeah. support your own teams. Um, so yeah, it, but I think they've got to read the room. Like most people, you know, I know they've got massive fan bases, Newcastle and Rangers respectively, but they their kits provided by Castore and and. They, you know, the feedback is just it doesn't last five minutes the, i've seen mm. some horrific kind of printing errors on it and, and names and stuff and it's just all peeling off now i know the kits aren't fantastically resilient as they used to be but we should be looking at a really really strong deal here and especially going into a world cup our first world cup for many many years with the women we want to look have them looking at their best and in a decent kit because people always remember the world cup kits Absolutely. I mean, let, let's have a look at some of the comments here on Lansdowne Road. Uh, Aidan Cullen, why not O'Neill's? The range of jerseys have really improved over the years. I'm sure they could come up with a much better short Irish brand for an Irish team. Uh, Aidan Corrigan, he's a Rangers fan. Mini Rangers, what use Irish like? I believe Rangers used Adidas in the early 90s, like we did. But anyway, uh, Nathan Cleary, as a Newcastle fan, I wasn't overly keen on having Castori making our shorts, but I was pleasantly surprised, other than the size of being poor. The quality, they're they're decent quality shirts and off-field wear. Uh, Philip Slaherty saw this coming a mile away. Classic FAI. Damien O'Driscoll, FAI. A very John Delaney-esque decision from the FAI once again. Um, it's just, I'll stick with the retro ones instead is another one. Um, yeah. Will Curry look up how much problems there are with the production qualities you just said there? Jerseys with crests and logos, etc., falling off cheap shite. Their stuff was on sale in lifestyles in the summer for crazy prices, and it was on 
reduced in a couple of weeks. Um, there's a lot of stuff. There's also somebody saying Dean Holmes. Don't listen to Dean Holmes. He says we should be commenting on the FAI instead. <laughs> to tell you know, no, no, keep keep it on Anson Road, lads. Come on, uh, you know they watch us. Uh, not in a bad way, by the way. Joke of an outfit, and so is Castori from Barry Duck Rogers. It's it's very negative. It looks shit. I don't. I'm not a fan of it. And then of course it was a picture, um, that we saw doing the rounds. It could be leaked. It could be just somebody. I think know. that the the bit more context on that the the kind of leaked picture was. I think obviously many of these, um, if they're bidding for the the manufacturer deal, basically they're going to be putting some products and solutions options yep. what it is and perhaps that was what i wasn't enamored myself with with the shirts as a big collector of the real genuine mccoy ones um but yeah i, I think it's just going to be a missed opportunity if we just go we don't need to i don't really think we need to kind of rush on it i think we should be a really attractive deal at the moment with a team going to the world cup and and the fan base we have in ireland a huge fan base now i know i probably would be kind of a fan who would buy the shirts anyway and a lot of people don't now they the retro market always does very very well and that seems to be the thing and i think that's what the fai perhaps i'm misreading the kind of the marketing on this is that it's not a most attractive deal because maybe our fan base doesn't buy they prefer the retro stuff rather than the, the well, new shirt all the time whereas i'm probably still feeling like a teenager and i want to get the new shirt well here's the thing right i mean i, I don't i i'm not I'm, to I'm not totally in on the whole how this works, but I would imagine for them to make a deal, you know, the FAI would have to have a dossier of sales figures and this kind of stuff. And I would imagine, you know, stuff that should be readily available. And I would imagine the sales for Irish shorts aren't great. And yeah. that is probably down to the last deal. In my opinion, that is down to the last deal. You can't buy them at the stadium. You can't buy them in the airport. You can only buy them in Alvarez. You couldn't buy them in England for two years. Uh, which is really stupid, um, in my opinion. That's a poor deal. There's more Irish people in the UK than there is in the, in the entire island of Ireland. Probably more Irish people in London than there is in the island of Ireland. And it's just just really poorly managed. So maybe that's put the FEI on, you know, I'm trying to play, play devil's advocate here. Maybe that's put them on the back burner. Maybe Castori have come in with a really stupid offer because, you know, they are trying to break into the... Inter I don't think they have an international team. I think we would be the first one. So they're probably going in with, with loads of money just, just to branch out a little bit. So it, it could be a really good financial deal. But this is some, something the FAI need to be transparent on, Martin. They need to come out and say, look, this is why we took it. Here's the money on offer. And this is what it's going to go into. And then people will go, okay, I understand. Yeah. There needs to be a culture with Irish football to get people to buy into it, to give people confidence to turn around and say, look, lads, buy the short, make yeah. us the money, this is what it goes on. And people go, do you know what? I'm gonna, like a little co-op or a big co-op. That's what Irish football should be. But it's just time and time again, it's just failed, hasn't it? There's just not that trust. Yeah. You know, I'd rather buy the, I'd rather wear my Italian 90 stuff that I bought years ago, which is genuine. It's, it's none of that retro stuff. It's actual vintage stuff. You've got your jerseys, the clubs would rather wear their shirts. Risk London would rather wear their stuff. Our club, you know, it's just that sort of mistrust. We need to get people on board. You need to be transparent, have a conversation, lads. This is what your money goes to when you buy our shirts. Yeah, you want to have pride in the shirt. And it's easy to say, oh, you want, you know, we're, you know, all these little kind of 
hashtags and stuff out believe and stuff like that but you want to have pride in the jersey and look let's be honest the designing is not that complicated we've had some brilliant classic shirts recently i mean the white one recently was basically the 1990 copy the orange one was inspired by the orange one in 97 mm. it's not difficult the green we're going to get different variations of it but but that's what we're going to have but i think it needs to kind of really market it well and, and that's why i would have liked to have seen o'neill's come in there because i just think o'neill's with the gaa factor i mean they do an incredible range of shirts even look i don't want to get too political on it but the political history of ireland you know there's a michael collins one there's a there's one about there was one for Derry, basically the anniversary mm. of bloody sunday i think they brought one out for the michael hogan shirt so they're they're very in market and in tune with kind of the fan base irish kind of fan base and history of it so you could easily and we've got the history of with o'neill shirts you've had o'neill shirts before you can get retro o'neill shirts so I, I would have liked that to come back because i think you could piggyback sales of the island shirts if it's going to bring money in for the fai on the back of people purchasing the, the gaa shirts basically if you buy your county shirt that's your actual country one there you go like that's for your yeah. tourists that's the ones at the airport that's what i would have i've envisioned for a long time now I obviously don't know the figures and if, is it attractive, as I'm saying, to have an island, uh, a, a deal with Ireland. But all I've had problems with recently is the, the, the availability of the shirt, the marketing of it, the promotion of it. You know, we're, we're saying that there's not, a, you know, there might not be interest in it, but then it hasn't been marketed correctly over That's the years the problem, and you yeah. can't get them. So if you can't get them and you can't get the kids, the, the players names on the backs for kids and stuff, you're not going to create that audience, that buzz audience who want the players. You know, like and kids couldn't go in and get the right, the correct wording, the lettering uh, font. Now mm. you can. I'll give credit to it. Now it's happened too late for Umbro Island and Jack Sports, but you can now. I brought the Vazunu shirt last week, the new one that was released. But hopefully, it's going to go uh, be very, very valuable in years to come. But it won't be. Um, but you know, it's got the correct writing on the back now. So that was a big thing that they've actually got on to the end of it. Um, I just want to say, I think if they get it wrong with this and it's Castore and it's absolutely crap and it doesn't become something you're proud to wear and it is cheap and tatty and it's basically something that, yeah, you might as well have got a shirt from Carol's, you mm. know, with the, the with the badge on. It's a missed opportunity then. It, it, it just is Mickey Mouse Association, you know, with yeah, it, that would have impact. People won't definitely buy it then if it's crap. And Look, you know, I'm even thinking as a parent here, you know, I, I speak to a lot of parents about even club kits where kids play and, and stuff and wanting new shirts and things just for the their, their teams they play with on Sundays and Saturdays. And the mums basically just want it to wash well and last well. And that's it. So if you buy something crap and it lasts five minutes, it's, that will be the legacy. Like, I'm not going to buy the island shirt again. They're not going to associate it with Castore. They're going to go, I'm not going to buy the island shirt again. And, they don't last five minutes. And a big circle K on the front of it as well. A big yeah, red K. It's, yeah. ju it's, ju it's very bad. I think it's very bad. We're going to finish up there, but, you know, I think, um, look, the FAI, ha the FAI, the new FAI are doing some things well. I think the online engagement, like the, the social media stuff they're doing is very good. You know, they, they're engaging with us now and and the other and the other fan pages and that sort of stuff's very good because that's where the future is it's with the fan pages it's with the vlogs you know giving fans a voice however when it comes to this sort of stuff they seem to be getting it wrong they should have been in a discussion they should have sat down with the groups what what is it you guys want what do you want you're our customers you know at the end of the day it's a business you are our customers 
right? We're your client. Mm. Tell us, tell us what you want and we'll try and make it happen. Look, if they couldn't get an Adidas deal because they just weren't offering, or maybe Adidas weren't See? interested. We yeah, don't yeah. know. But let's let's be transparent. Yeah. Let's have that conversation. And then we can explain to people. And then, you know, they'll put the pitchforks away because that's what, you know, people are out going, oh, this is, you know, shit. This is whatever. If you t- explain to them the truth, this is what's happened, lads. Look, there's certain things you can't discuss because it's a business deal, blah, 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 blah. Have the discussion with your customers, with the fans, the people you want to buy the shirt. Yeah. It's not that difficult. Yeah. Right. Let's leave it there. Um, interesting episode. Uh, we will be live in Malta and we will be live in Dublin doing all the reports um, and the vlogging and all this stuff. So I can't wait for that, Martin. Are you going? Are you going over? I'm going over, yet yeah, for the home game. I'll be there. So I'll be meeting up with you and uh, having a good chat and good man. getting some fan reaction before the game. Hopefully have some developments in the kit uh tobacco at the moment that's what i will be negative i'm not normally negative but i'm going to call it tobacco at the moment because it's not been well received but yeah looking forward to the game uh odegaard and harland coming over to dublin be interesting to see how we cope with them be good um hopefully well i hope there's a few pullouts from the senior team and we get a few young lads in there and you never know <laughs> it might be the making of them anyway uh, lads we'll leave it there thank you very very much um we will see you again for our boys in green I have a feeling we haven't heard the last of this.